This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, let's turn through some of the roster things and also some of the practice details. Tell me about the trash talking. Who was the loudest bear <laughs> and how close did they come to fisticuffs? Look, the, the, this Bears secondary likes to talk. They like to talk now. Eddie Jackson has been one of the louder voices since camp began. Jaquan Brisker, who's not even practicing down here, is making himself heard. He is talking quite a bit. He's walking out into the field after uh, after, after team periods and letting the Colts know what they did wrong. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson has certainly joined that fraternity and is is more than uh, competitive enough to to let that edge out and and fearless enough to as a rookie to to play with that tenacity. There was a lot of it. I think the defensive backfields on both teams last night, David, were really chirping a lot. Uh, I think on Thursday night that might lead to some some uh, greater intensity and greater potential for some some uh, some melees. I, I you almost expect one every time two teams get together for a, a crossover practice. You almost expect one dust up to to flare up and, and and see what you're testing on. But I loved it on Wednesday night because it just felt like uh, you know we 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 play months and months of this controlled environment football which doesn't allow guys to be violent and nasty and loud and aggressive. And, and on Wednesday night at the grand park sports complex, it was violent and nasty and aggressive and loud. And it was, it was a fun, fun environment. And I hope for more on Thursday as well. Did you get a glimpse of unique Ngakwe? Is he somebody that you think uh, makes an immediate impression? Anybody else on that defense have a good practice. Demarcus Walker in action for the first time since August 1st. Yeah, very limited again for Demarcus Walker. I think they're going to be uh, careful to just make sure that he comes back from whatever injury he had and uh, gets his conditioning back where it needs to be before they turn him fully loose. Unique Ngakwe still continues to do uh, kind of the, the slow build up to, to where where they'll let him free. I think they feel really strongly that at this stage of his career, he doesn't need a whole lot of this stuff in August to be ready for September, particularly at the position he plays. And so uh, it'll be a little bit here, a little bit there, and and, and they'll turn him loose. Um, look, I, I'll give you a name, Micah Baskerville, who made a leaping interception at the end of practice in the end zone in twos versus twos and a Colts two-minute drill. He had a couple interceptions in a practice a week ago at Hallis Hall, and it's just one of these guys who's it's just an undrafted rookie out of the SEC, played at LSU, has some of that pedigree, and, and it's just, you know – you look for guys at this time of year who keep convincing the coaches in the front office to, to take a longer look. He's going to get another opportunity in a, a game on, on Saturday night at Lucas Oil Stadium. And every time you see a flash, you write it down in your notebook and say, make note of that flash. And this is the type of guy that could could stick at the very least, get a practice squad spot and be, be there when, when you need him. If this keeps up, the media really going to hound Baskerville. I think. <laughs> um, so other than that, uh, on defense, I, I, on offense, it sounds like Valus Jones had a pretty good practice, and I think he needed one. Certainly needs one. He certainly needs to have his own confidence 
high. He needs to have the, the confidence of his quarterbacks and his coaching staff and his special teams coordinator high. Uh, made a diving catch right away in one-on-ones from Justin Fields in the end zone. Made another one during a four-minute period at the end of practice, which is beautiful down the left sideline, and was fired up after it. You know, another guy that was letting his emotions out and playing with that raw passion. It's good to see, but look, like the, the we, we've talked about this a hundred times now since last October when he started to have some of those yips catching punts. Phelous Jones needs to be a special teams weapon for you. And every time he loses your trust as a special teams weapon, his value to the team goes down. You got to earn it back little by little. Um, I think we all realize he's going to have a a minimal role as a receiver in this offense, and he better have his most impact for this team on on special teams as a return man. And you really can't test that stuff out uh, fully until you're under game conditions. And in game conditions, it's been really shaky uh, both last season and then obviously a week ago in the preseason opener. Roshan Johnson, more reps with the number one offense. Is that a sign of anything? They just want to get a good, long, hard look at him. Yeah. So look like this is another guy that you, you you want preseason game action. You want live tackling. You want to see what it looks like when people are trying to take him down and he's able to use some of his self-proclaimed violence. Like he likes contact. He likes running through contact. He likes having the opportunity to show off a, a, a skill set that has good vision good athleticism, and then just some of that toughness to break tackles. He's also been such a very willing blocker and and a reliable blocker in terms of understanding his assignments. That's what this coaching staff has been drawn to even since the pre-draft process is having a guy that has this well-rounded skill set where he can be a a weapon as a ball carrier. He can be an option for you as a pass catcher. He can get in there uh, as a blocker and, and, and help the rest of your passing game flow. So the more extended time you have to take a look at Roshan Johnson running with the ones, the better you feel about your future because this is a draft pick who has a chance to make Deontay Foreman irrelevant, Khalil Herbert irrelevant at some point, you know, and so um, we'll see which direction it heads, but certainly the Bears have seen enough to start giving them a little bit more of those looks. And then again, like you want to go into Saturday night with the the lights on and the stage a little better, a little bigger uh, and see what Roshan does with opportunity number two. Had some uh, nice runs against the Titans in week one, and I think he's looking forward to, to more opportunities just like that. How do tight ends look and when will the big dog bark? I will tell you this, the big dog's always barking. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers' favorite team at Mercedes Lewis is he's out there. That that dude's big now. Like his nickname is not uh just a joke. That is a big dude out there. The he puppy. runs around. <laughs> he's not he's not a little puppy at, at all. Uh Robert Tunyon, nice touchdown catch at the end of a uh I think it was the four minute situation last night from PJ Walker. Uh, really nice play in the end zone. I, I think Cole Komet is is just so well-rounded. I mean, you, you know how the Take the North podcast feels about Cole Komet at this point. And, and I, I enjoyed talking to Cole after the practice on Wednesday because he was one of those guys who genuinely seemed to enjoy the entirety of the night from just the ambiance to the, the competitive spirit and then said, look, like, you know, you'd look up in the, the stands and there were Bears fans cheering for you. And then you'd walk down and you'd see Colts fans who had ND gear on cheering for you as well. And so Cole felt a little bit of a homecoming coming back to Indiana and, and, and feeling loved by just about everybody. Back home again in Indiana. I can almost hear the tune in my head. <laughs> All right. So before we wrap this up, I have tone, Dave, isn't it? That's your ringtone. It's my ringtone. Yeah, exactly. Right on my phone right here. <laughs> so I asked Dave once said this question uh, on, on both radio and TV. And, and, and I, I wonder this when, when coaches at this stage, it's, it's still mid August. But when they get together and they see them compete against other teams and you get a sense after training camp is concluded, do you think the Bears know or sense or think they know what kind of football team they have? Do you think they are 
excited because, like last year this time, they probably knew they were going to struggle. 